Hi, this is Honey of MyHoneyWearsPlaid.com. Today is Thursday, July, or I'm sorry, August 5th, 2010. On this episode, I ruined already, that's right. On this episode, I have with me Arthur from the Amarin's Podcast and Two Political. Hi, Arthur. G'day. I have Veritable Virgo from the Twitters. Hi, Veritable Virgo. Hello, folks. And we have David, that blue jeans guy. Hi, David. Hello, honey. And we've got Seder69 from the Twitters and a soon-to-be-released new podcast, Seder something or other. Hi, Seder. Hey, how's it hanging? <laughs> I can good. see you did your research today. I, you know, he hasn't told me exactly what it's called yet, right? Oh, okay. That's all right, then. It's going to be called the Seder Sphere. Oh, you did tell me that. Okay. I just have a terrible memory. You know, I have the, the CRS. Can't remember shit. <laughs> So I wasn't even sure if I was going to even be able to do a live podcast because my power has been out for like three and a half hours and it just came on like 20 minutes ago. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. <laughs> Did you notice that your power and the Twitters came back on at the same time? Yeah. You know, I thought about that. I wondered if the, if the Twitters is located anywhere near me because um, they were out too the whole, well, not the whole time, but they were out a lot of the time I was out. Good. They're, they're in California, aren't they? I have no idea. Now, Veritable, you're going to need to speak up so we can hear you, okay? Okay. Maybe I can switch mics. Can you turn your volume up? Uh, let's see. Bear with me. Because I can't really hear him. Can you guys hear him? Barely. No. Barely, yeah. yeah. Barely. I just wonder why God is taking his wrath out on you when he should be taking it out on California. <laughs> Who are you talking about? God's got bad aim. Going oh. Do I... Do I sound any louder? That's better, That's yes. Better. Yes. Okay, because yeah. it was my alternate mic and I wasn't speaking into it. Well, you need to speak into it. <laughs> I am doing that. <laughs> Good. Um, okay, where, I'm getting distracted by looking at the Twitters. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> um, where was I? I forget what I was saying. I'm talking about Twitter and a power outage. Yes. And that my power is back on. But here's the problem. The power has been out so long for three and a half hours that the um, chiller in my building clearly did not keep, was able to keep chilling the water that runs through the system. And there's air conditioning is like blowing just air and it's hot in my house now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hate the heat. Mm-hmm. So we I had, we had rain up here in the, um, in the Northeast too. It uh, took me um, about two hours to get home tonight from work. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Our our um, weather even made the national news. It was on um, ABC News, and they were showing the all the issues and stuff with the weather. Because we've got like a hundred thousand people without power, and trees down, and traffic, and just a big mess. Wow! I, I'm just glad my power came back on. <laughs> and yeah. Hopefully, and hopefully, the air conditioning will catch up. So, um, I have topics for tonight. A lot of topics. Um, and I think we should probably start with the uh, Prop Eight ruling. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> now you're cheering and all happy and stuff, but um, I I put my uh, opinion there in the ch- in the uh, Skype chat window that I say that um, I actually agree with Maggie Gallagher from the National Organization of Marriage when <gasps> she said, "I know this is not terrible." When she said that this is really just um, a lawsuit by two straight guys. Um, who brought the suit knowing that the current Supreme Court would not rule in favor of gay marriage. They were hoping that this will go all the way to the Supreme Court under the current Supreme Court 
or the judges who are currently seated on the Supreme Court. That's nonsense. But I kind yeah. of agree. No, because at the time that the um, suit was filed, they had no way of knowing what the makeup of the Supreme Court was going to be. Um, it was it was evident that the liberals in the court were waiting for a Democratic president before they stepped down. And that meant that they, at the very least, would be changed um, before it ever reached the court. And so the what matters isn't specifically who's on the court. It's the ideological makeup, which has been conservative for quite a long time. But Anthony Kennedy is a swing vote. And both of them, of course, have argued before the Supreme Court in uh, 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 Bush v. Gore. And so they have uh, – how should I put it? They've got some familiarity with the way the court works. That was a different court. That court may have definitely ruled against Proposition 8. Well, maybe maybe not. It's hard to tell. May not have ruled against Proposition 8. I think – that given the makeup of the court as it is right now, that it would be likely to uphold the California decision, not strike it down. I think she's dead wrong about that. You don't think that the five, the five, well, four conservative plus, uh, I, see, I, I don't know why I disagree. I think the court has been so conservative in their decisions lately. But not on gay issues. Anthony Kennedy was the swing vote in Lawrence v. Texas, which struck down sodomy laws throughout the country. He was also the swing vote in Romer v. Colorado, which um, basically made it impossible for a state to single out gay people for special discrimination. Wait, wait, those are wait, two important decisions. Yes, but weren't both of those decisions before the Roberts court? Yeah, but Anthony Kennedy is the swing vote. What ha- what people get wrapped up in the personalities about who's in the court, and the thing to remember is what matters is the ideology. The court is has the same ideological balance now that it's had for the better part of twenty years. Nothing's changed; just the the people occupying the chairs. And Maggie Gallagher seems to think that the court has gone to the right. It hasn't. It's no more conservative now than it was, um, oh, probably since. Certainly Clinton, but probably, yeah, easily but easily before that. Um, yeah, the, as I said, the, the personalities have changed. The names have changed. In some cases, the genders and races. But the ideological makeup has been pretty much the same since um, Reagan's day almost, almost that far back. Hmm. So you think that if, if this current... I mean, if the lawsuit, because it's obviously going to be appealed and has to go through mm-hmm. all the system and everything, the eventual... It was already appealed this morning. Right. I know the, the appeal was filed this morning. Um, all of that works through and it gets to the to the Supreme Court as it currently seats seated now, with even with Kagan on the... Now that she was confirmed today, um, mm-hmm. you think that they would rule in favor of... Um, now, see, I, I always say this wrong. In favor... They would, they, they would uphold the... the the Vaughn decision, the uh, sorry Walker decision. Okay, all right, that's all right. Does anybody else have an opinion? As it is now, right? As it is now, that's, who's to say it won't change? Exactly. The court coming. All, <clears throat> all that can happen when the Supreme Court, um, when they take on a case like that, they can't hear any new evidence, and that was the problem, really, with the uh, the people trying trying to defend Prop Eight, was their evidence was so flimsy that they really only got down to two witnesses and the witnesses testimony uh was basically ruled i think it was insubstantial and they were just deemed totally non-credible so it's like when you whenever you go through the appeal process you can't add anything to the trial 
that wasn't always already there. What oh, yeah. the appellate courts are looking at is was the trial conducted fairly? You know, uh, if evidence was excluded, was it excluded because of some bias on the judge's part or whatever? What happened simply was the the witnesses just a lot of them didn't just withdrew in a lot of cases. I mean, they said they were going to just parade witness after witness after witness. They, but most of them just dropped out of the case. Uh, so it's like I don't know how the Supreme Court could possibly uh, say that this trial was not conducted fairly because, I mean, you can't force a – well, you, I guess you can force a per- person to testify um, in – I don't know how exactly you can in, – in this kind of uh, case you could force someone to. But if a person withdraws of their own accord – I don't see really how the Supreme Court could possibly rule against it. I think the most they could do is send it back down and just say it's got to be retried. You know, I don't think they're likely to do that. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. what, what they're going to do is they're going to look at the finding of law in this case that it violated the Equal Protection Clause and then violated the uh, 14th Amendment. And on the face of it, it's difficult to see how they can find otherwise, especially um, after uh, Lawrence v. Texas. And I just don't see how they can reach any other conclusion that it is, in fact, unconstitutional. And that will have huge implications. But the problem is we have no idea how many years it's going to take to get there. And and once it is there, this really is only a ruling for California. This is not national. Yes, but if the Supreme Court rules, it becomes national because it becomes precedent then. Well, they can to say that it's not, though. The Supreme Supreme Court Court can't. They can't? No, no, they can't. They can't limit a ruling. If if something is unconstitutional, it's unconstitutional. It, it's okay. not the entire country, then. Exactly. Well, okay. I think one of the confusions is that in the gun case for D.C., the reason that wasn't a national, nationally applicable ruling is because D.C. isn't a state. It's a, it's a federal territory, right. and it's, it's, governed, it's ruled by, uh, as a colony, basically, by the federal government. Right. And so anything that happens there is only applicable to D.C., um, the Chicago right. ruling was a, was nationally applicable, however, because um, that's a state with a well, city in the state. Okay, really quick here, I'm going to add Larkin to the conversation. Hopefully, he's ready. I thought I remember when they when they ruled on Bush v. Gore, they said that this was a one time ruling that it did not set a precedent for future cases. Yeah, but that's a bit of a different case because they were trying to decide the legality of the recount in Florida, right. and um, what ha- by the time that that sort of thing, God forbid, it should ever happen again. But if it does happen again, the exact circumstances are unlikely to repeat themselves. Um, um, here's hoping. Because I mean, well, they're, they're moving away from punch cards, so that sort of thing. Yeah. Instead, they're having voting machines that have no electronic record. Right. It'll be a law against something else different next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, hi, Larkin. Welcome to the show. Hello. We're in the middle of the Prop 8 discussion. I was just asking for other um, others' opinions or reactions or whatever. Did you want to share something? No. Well, um, it's exciting. Um, we'll see how far it goes. And, you know, the, they're not going to stop until, you know what I mean? I don't think that side's going to stop ever. No. But all of their I, arguments well, are so stupid, though. 
<laughs> that doesn't matter. Their arguments against abortion are stupid as well, and they haven't given up on that. That's true. You know, yeah. um, here, here's what's going to stop the whole thing simply is just time. Um, it, it's, I was listening to uh, uh, Keith Olbermann last night, and he was talking to Joel Salmonese, who is the, uh, the president of the HRC, and I know he's not necessarily the most popular person. But Keith said it's really the actuarial table that's winning this yeah. fight because younger people, um, this is not a big deal to them. They, in fact, they're kind of looking at it thinking, what the hell is the big deal? And why are we yeah. worried about this? And it's really as the older generations die out and Including the younger the generations boomers. are coming. Exactly. I mean, I think the baby boomers were kind of split on that. But really, I mean, starting with Gen X and starting with the children of Gen X, uh, it's been less of an issue. I mean, you know, if you want to look at probably the biggest piece of cultural significance in the first season of Friends, which was basically our show for our generation, they have what? A same-sex wedding. You know? So that should tell you right there what our generation was doing and really what the children of our generation are going to do. This thing is going to eventually become just as, just as much of a head scratcher as, you know, colored bathrooms and colored water fountains. Absolutely. I think that we will see a day where people will look back at Maggie Gallagher and, and what's his name, Brown and all the other um, haters on the right. Tony Perkins, all of them, they will look at them with the same sort of disgust that they look at Strom Thurmond. And um, all, all he, well, not him so much. That, that's going to take longer because he's got religion on his side, and that's an automatic bulletproof shield against criticism. But all of those people are going to be looked at in the same way as those uh, racists of the South um, who you know perpetuated racism and, and uh, fostered violence. They're going to be looked at in the, with the exact same revulsion in the future. But we're talking probably two or three generations before that happens. I don't think it's going to be – I mean no, I would I like think to see us get to years. a place where – I'd like to see us get to a place where it's not revulsion, but simply a place of, and I, I may offend some people here when I say it, that phrase, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. I see. They I don't think so. What they were doing. Uh, that's just it, though. They do. They're going to they they're 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 well. die thinking that they did the right thing. They've been doing the well, right thing. I understand. The, I'm, right. There's, there's always going to be a core of fundamentalists. About, there's always going to be a core of fundamentalists who... Right. Are anti just like there's still people who you know are anti-black and, and you know what I mean. Any group possibly and I'm not that talking you've about, ever been not, able to, there that's always going to exist. Yeah. yeah, and I'm not talking about that group of people coming to that place. I'm talking about the rest of us getting to the point where we just kind of say we have to come to a place of forgiveness. And we well, have I can forgive say, the people who voted for Prop Eight because they were right. um, lied to and hoodwinked, right. and They're all the, the other things. Talking about. Yeah, They're those the I can. I've, I've already forgiven them because yeah. they. The, you're right. They did not know what they did. But the people who but are behind it, Maggie Gallagher's, the Mormon Church, the Roman Catholic Church, all of them, I can't forgive them because yeah. they know damn well what they're doing. They know that they're lying. They know that they're distorting. They know that they're smearing. They know that they're defaming, and they don't care. Because what they oh. want is to install a theocracy in the U.S., and they don't care what they have to do in order to get it. They don't care who they have to step over or kill in order to get there. Yeah, right. Because they believe they're doing God's will. Well, then they're well. Stupid. Some of them do. No, well, some of them do. Some of them are using religion as a political weapon. They don't. Not really some. The majority but, of them are using religion. 
I yes. agree with that. That most of right. them know exactly. Most of them, who knows if they even really believe in God or not? It's just a tool for them to get what they want. Yeah. And there are people, but I think there are people who sincerely, I mean, in all sincerity, believe that they're doing God's will. I, th- I think there are some, David. I, I agree with you yeah. on that. I, I mean, I, I don't believe some. they are because that's not the way that I believe. And everyone knows that, you know, I'm yeah. a believer and all this stuff. And I'm probably the minority here. But <laughs> these are people that they believe they Welcome are. Welcome back, David. <laughs> I, hey, it's been so long. You knew this was going to happen. Well, hang out with us long enough. You'll come to the dark side. Uh, I don't think so. I think he's stuck. Uh, anyway, anyway. Um, I wonder because we've been talking, uh, we haven't given Scott or, I mean, uh, Sayer69 or Veritable Virgo a chance to say anything. Did you guys want to chime in at all? (laughs) (laughs) Gee, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I definitely agree with the conversation and the point of views that have been expressed. Um, I know that uh, here in Massachusetts, which is my home state, and, um, you know, we've had same-sex marriage legalized since, I believe, May 17th of 2004. Um, and it seems really to be a non-issue. Uh, I don't hear, I don't hear as much um, uh, discussion or you know the the, the same uh, the same level of, of interest on in the groups that were opposed to it. Um, I think once once the governor had made it clear that um, he was supporting it, it seems like that issue has sort of died off. Now that doesn't mean that there isn't something brewing in you know in the background, but. We don't hear a lot about it these days. So you don't still have the nutcases up there shouting that they need to change it? Um, not with not with a great sense of visibility, but that doesn't mean that they aren't there. Uh, and it could also mean that there are just other issues that are that are taking the, you know, um, taking center stage and and sort of minimizing the attention that they would normally get. You mean like real issues? Yeah, yeah that's what I was going to say. <laughs> like like huge like multi hundred million dollar budget gaps and and. Um, and, and entire educational systems that were propped up by stimulus dollars that that could be insolvent if you didn't um, make some changes really quick. Yeah, and the National Republican Party has moved its um, hate guns towards um, Muslims now, um, right. really temporarily off the hook. <laughs> Until we come back into favor. Exactly. <laughs> I just want to say that... Have- being in California yesterday, all my friends, my neighbors came uh, came over and we threw a party. It was quite nice. Oh, good. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'd like like to actually touch on one of the things that the right wing has been saying since then. Um, they've obviously their heads have been exploding ever since the ruling came down. Yeah. Which is actually kind of surprising because we all knew that this is the way it was going to go. Right. Uh, or should have. But one of the, this meme that they've got going. Uh, first of all, of course, they, uh, the right wing always talks about activist judges when they disagree with the ruling. They never say that when they agree with the ruling. But putting that issue aside, they're saying that uh, because the judge is apparently gay, that he was therefore biased, which is, of course, utter nonsense. It's like saying that a dog owner can't rule in a case of a dog bite or that a Christian can't rule in a case that deals with religion. Right. They're suggesting that gay people that today. Yeah, and th- what they're trying to s- say is that gay people cannot – um, be anything but gay, and um, because they see it as a mental illness, they see it as a willful choice, or at least that's their propaganda and so on. But this thing that they keep harping on, uh, harping on about is about seven million voters voting for it. The number is irrelevant. The fact yeah. of the matter is, what they adopted was unconstitutional, and it was fifty-two percent 
that voted in favor of Proposition 8. The fact that it was 7 million is only because uh, sorry, California is a big state. The, the, the millions, if it would have been five people or, five, or seven million people, is irrelevant. The other thing, the too, percentage is irrelevant. The other thing, too, I don't like when she constantly harps on these numbers, <clears throat> excuse me, is that what she's saying is seven million people, she, what she believes is that seven million people have the right to tell others that they are yeah. not equal. And that's yeah, and it's morally offensive to ever put civil rights up to a vote. They, of course, say that it's not a matter of civil rights, that it's not in the Constitution, and therefore the states have the right to decide it. The problem is that the, the U.S. Constitution has supremacy over all state laws and constitutions. And if this does, as the ruling said, violate equal protection in the 14th Amendment and all that sort of stuff, then the fact that marriage specifically isn't in the Constitution is irrelevant <laughs> right. because the federal Constitution takes precedent over all of those things. Mm-hmm. So and they're is, wrong about that as well. And is marriage in the Constitution for straight people? No, no it's, it's not in there at all, mm-hmm. and that's what they're trying to say, that it's a state matter, but it's not. And clearly the, the founders of the Constitution intended on a separation of church and state so you can't impose your religious views on other people. Um, whether they bel- agree with you or not, you cannot force your religious views onto other people as the right wing is trying to do. That issue wasn't raised in this particular case, but it could come up again um, when it reaches the Supreme Court. But, you know, this whole thing about the rule of the majority and, uh, and the, how tyr- tyrannical this is where one judge imposing his will on seven million people, oh. But the thing is, if you went to large parts of the U.S., you could get 52% of the people who, sh- who would vote that African-Americans should have no civil rights. You could go into many places mm-hmm. in the U.S., probably a huge number of places in the U.S., and find 52% of people who would say that Muslims should have no rights. You cannot put matters of fundamental rights to popular vote. It is fundamentally immoral. You know, you might still even be able to find 52% who think that women should have no rights, too. Absolutely. That's very true. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And they'd be and really this- upset because of Elena Kagan being on the <laughs> Supreme Court. With... With women being 52%, what are they, 51% of the population or so? Even oh, with that, so. you would find 50-plus percent of the population. Well, yeah, because you will have some self-hating women who think that yeah. they shouldn't have any rights. Um, I happen to have been raised by one of those. Oh, no. You mean like people like Ann Coulter? <laughs> yeah. Mm, Ann well, Coulter is really a man. Come on now, Adams. I, I wasn't raised by Ann Coulter, but no. Uh, please, let's uh, not insult men like that. <laughs> All right. Well, now yeah, I want to move thanks. on to something else because we've um, we, we've cheered and you know happy enough about the Prop Eight. Well, not that you can ever be happy enough, but I'm just saying I want to move on to another topic. Um, late this afternoon, it was um, breaking news on Joe My God that the CEO of Target. Um, apologize to his employees for donating $150,000 to a Minnesota PAC that funneled the money to the uh, anti-gay candidate for governor, Tom Emmer. And the question on Joe My God's blog is, is this enough to call off the dogs in terms of a boycott? Or um, do people continue to uh, say they're going to boycott shopping at Target? What do you guys think? It's a good first step. But, you know, well, I don't think it's enough, step. though. It wasn't enough because it well, didn't say they took the money back either. Right. Well, my right. question always comes down to the end of all of this. Is Wanda Wisdom made a very good point in Eat This Hot Show a couple shows ago where in the past when, you, when companies couldn't give money directly to political parties, you know, like, the, like since the Supreme Court ruling that, ruled that they could, 
how much of this money was actually funneled through other means that was totally invisible and we never saw. Oh, exactly. So, so yeah. do you think the world has really changed or is it just more yes. visible? Oh, it has changed it? because now we know but, who's doing it and we well, can, I know, we can, but is that, we cannot, but is that to the, is that yes, to the better? Yes, because no, now I cannot no, give my money to them. It, it's a dramatic change um, since the Citizens United case because in the old days, um, Larkin, you're right that they had to funnel it through third parties, but there were still limits on how much could be donated to the campaigns. The Supreme so they Court got said, rid of the limits as well? Absolutely. Yeah. There are no See, limits that's anymore. That's I don't know. Okay. corporate money directly now to campaigns. Now, Target isn't doing that exactly. They're doing it through an organization that is spending money on commercials on behalf of this um, nut job. But – they still can spend as much money and much, as much of their corporate money as their shareholders will allow and try in order to buy elections, which is why a lot of the stuff we're talking about might be moot ultimately because when corporations own all the members of Congress and the president, I mean, what hope do norm, normal people have? And that's well, why that ruling is so offensive. Well, the well only and thing I understand the only- all of this, but do you, think, do you think that's not the case right now? What do you mean? Do you think that a large percent of Congress is not already was bought and purchased by major corporations when all major corporations, for the most part, all have the same things that they want, correct? They want anti-regulation, anti-this, you know what I mean? They want to be able to do their business their way with no one being able to say otherwise. And do you think we don't live in that world? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And I, th- I think you're right in that a, a large percentage of Congress has been bought and paid for by the special interests, not necessarily corporations exclusively. Um, in, for, for instance, religious groups give to a lot of Republicans. In the past, unions have given to Democrats. Um, see, can I historically, stop just for a second? Just for a quick, sure. just a quick second. If I see, I think if a religion is giving money to a political organization or even a specific candidate, they should have to pay taxes. That, that's, right. I know that, well, I know that's a I, whole other topic. Yeah, it is. I, would agree. I, I actually think churches should pay taxes anyway, but I, that, yes. that's, as you say, that's another topic. So sorry um, to interrupt. Go ahead. Go back. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, what is different is that what they had to do in the past is they had to pool their money in, into um, so-called lobbying firms and channel the campaign contributions that way through PACs and so on. It was transparent in that the contributions from these PACs had to appear on your um, campaign disclosure reports with the Federal Elections Commission. And if you got gifts from corporations like, say, a golf trip, that had to be itemized on your financial disclosure reports as well. Now, none of that is true. Now, the corporations can spend as much money as they want in election campaigns without any uh, comeback, any... um, any accountability. They don't even have to disclose that they're behind it. And uh, Congress tried to change the rules on that, and the Republicans blocked it, of course. Um, I I don't even know how to respond to that. But I do want to ask Sater69, because he just chatted something or typed something in the chat room that is relevant to this, or I hope he'll explain it. <laughs> he said in his audio boo that he um, has nothing against Target. Do you want to explain that, uh, yeah, I'll be glad to. See, my thing is, I, I, I'm not supporting a boycott against Target. I have a uh, gay friend who works for Target, and I actually emailed him, and I wanted his opinions for somebody who works at Target and maybe has an insider scoop. He's not PR. He's not a face man. He's not upper management. He's just a guy. And what he explained to me was that um, Target only supports um, 
political endeavors that support Target. And yes. in this case, the candidate is very pro-business, and it would really benefit Target because they're based in Minnesota like he is, that by supporting him, they're supporting themselves. And he fully admits they probably didn't do enough research. And the, in the apology today, they even said that we'll do better research in the meantime. Because while they're fo focusing on a pro-business aspect and who can blame them for that, they didn't really see the anti-gay aspect of the candidate. Uh, you know, and I've heard that argument. I've, I've read that argument. I've analyzed that argument. And I don't care about that argument because from, just, as, just as they are, are only concerned about their business, I am concerned about what is best for me. And that is not giving money to an organization that is going to funnel money eventually to a person who would be against me. Yeah, so what they'll do from now on is they'll do a little better research, and they'll do better in the, in the next time. And he has said this. So does he need to ask for this money back? Not necessarily. Yes, he does. It's my business. Well, what if he just supported another uh, a charity or something that was very pro-gay? Would that counteract it? No, because he's already given the money to the bad to the bad guy. Yeah, but what's so, done is done, and I think what what Sater's talking about here is a way forward. If I'm if I'm interpreting yeah. you right, yeah, uh, you're totally interpreting me right. He well, they the, made a that's mistake. what I think too. They can't get the money back. What's done is done. They can't repeal the commercials, but what they could do is give money to counterbalance what the the harm that they've done. Okay. And if you look um, at Target's history, they are very pro-gay with their employees and everything. Much better than many other companies in America. Well, that's absolutely think, true. And some people who, who boycott Target are going to go to Walmart, which is a terrible company. See, I'm not even going to Walmart because I quit shopping there years ago. Yeah. So where, where, where do you have left? <laughs> CVS. There's uh, Amazon.com. Kmart. Yeah. <laughs> there, are, there are definitely alternatives in large uh, metropolitan areas. And Sears, well, Sears Holdings. Okay, the one thing, the one thing you guys all, you guys all did a major fail. Not one of you mentioned a local store that's got locally owned. The only way around all of this, and the only way for us to get rid of these major corporations that can do this, is by all of us purchasing local. Well, I don't, don't have any local stores. Oh, I say get there are yeah. briefs and undershirts hat. There, there, are no there more is always. No, there, there is, but. There is, but the problem is right now, no. But tomorrow, if everybody said we're going to go to you know Joe's local store to buy something, he that person's going to find local. You know what I mean? Yes, but here's the problem with that. That market. world doesn't exist right now, but it could exist. I know, I, but let me just tell you, the reason it doesn't exist in my metropolitan area because all those mom and pop stores were bought out and their properties were you know purchased by Targets and WalMarts. They no longer yeah. exist. There are still some out there. There always are. There's always that little store around the corner that there, those stores always exist, but we choose not to. Well, see, I disagree know. because the history of Walmart in particular is one of destroying communities. They yeah. go in there, they come in with their cheap Chinese shit, and they sell it at um, low. <laughs> oh, totally. low oh, it is mostly. It is. Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's not a slam against China. No, it's just no, to get the lowest right. possible thing. And, and I, I don't disagree with you. I'm saying that Walmart doesn't wipe out everybody. They're they always near, though. small towns, I, small but they towns wipe out the people. Are gone. They wipe out the towns exactly. they go to. Yeah. And then they, and then they're not. Their, their bottom line's not good enough, and they close. And that whole town is decimated because no, of, I know that's that. not what happens. Walmart. The only time Walmart closes stores is when they unionize. 
That's the only time they close them. Yeah. And yeah. in my area, there's um, there really wasn't much here before uh, the Walmart and Target and and companies like Best Buy. Yeah, we have a, we have a oh, few. There's local, another one. Um, I'm not shopping there yeah, either. We we have a we have a few local malls, which um, you know you can see the tumbleweeds go through the parking lot <laughs> these days. Uh, but that's about it. You know, um, not not much mom and pop activity going on here. Now, yeah, getting yeah. actually, let's bring this background a little bit to the um, donations and stuff and reactions from people. Veritable Virgo, you brought up the topic of um, HRC. Do you want to tell us about that? I, I did. Um, I was reading an article yesterday. I believe it's um, the website is called The All, and that's A W L dot com. Um, and they were interviewing, I think the person's name, uh, the gentleman's name at HRC, the last name was Cole. Um, and they asked him about whether this um, this recent political activity on the part of Target and Best Buy would would in any way affect their uh, CEI rating or their Corporate Equality Index rating. Um, and the person basically said flat out no uh, because it's not one of the parameters that they use when determining that score. Uh, so the end result is that the companies like uh, Target and Best Buy that, um, that contribute to these PACs uh, don't have to worry about any dings against their scores, uh, and then they can continue to use their perfect 100% scores of inclusiveness and diversity uh, in advertisements and sort of like skirt around the issue. It's such a good point. Well, I have a question. Has the has the Grand Poobah of um, Best Buy issued an apology? No. I don't think so. No. He has not. See, I think that says a lot for Target that they are. But Target also, I think Target also may have been motivated by a $1.3 billion uh, drop in their stock, too, um, more so than any impact on their employees. Wow, they had that big of a drop? Yeah. Holy crap. Since this happened? Yeah, recently it was in the news. um, I think I saw it on Yahoo today. Wow. Wow. So queens have buying power, huh? (laughs) Well. And I don't know. I you know I I have been accused of um, what's the word knee jerk reactions to things. Um, on, I'm not going to say. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, oh. I'm not shopping oh, well, at Best Buy either because there are I, there are other again other places I can purchase things from. So let's go. Do you do General Mills? Do you like General Mills cereals? Because they're headquartered there and Pillsbury and 3M and being headquartered there or giving money to uh, well I'm just saying I don't know General General Mills is in Michigan isn't it no it's Minneapolis oh I'm thinking of Kellogg's Kellogg's yeah it depends what's the cereals that they make because right now I'm eating Kellogg's cereals Cheerios (laughs) used to be General Mills (laughs) still is I'm currently um, Fruit Loops Or Quirios, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Fruit Loops is probably made by Purina. <laughs> There's a lot of cereals are made by Purina, if you look. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, that's sad. <laughs> I think the problem is, it is too many businesses are um, – I mean, a lot of businesses are just aligned with the GOP. And their, you know, uh, their, their basic mission is, is to have less regulation and fewer taxes. And anybody that's willing to deliver that to them, um, they'll patronize. Right. So that well, tells me that they're for big business and not for people. Okay. Right, exactly. A question for you. Is a corporation 
this isn't, I guess, not a question. A corporation is required by law to maximize their profits, correct? No. It's a law, no, is no. it not? No. no. If they're publicly traded, if they're publicly traded, do they not have to do what is best for their shareholders? That's different That's from maximizing profits. Mm. They, well, they have a fiduciary responsibility to the shareholders, and typically that does mean maximizing profits and minimizing costs, but that's not enshrined in law. They just have to use their best efforts and so on to maximize you – know, to basically do what the shareholders want them to do, which normally is to maximize max- return to shareholders, which means increasing profits and decreasing costs. At but any not, measure. Well, yeah, yeah, typically. I mean, I mean, I blogged about this as, uh, as Honeywell knows. <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> and um, the one of the things I have have been saying for a long time now is that the business paradigm that's in the Western world now has got to change because the only thing that matters now is maximizing returns to shareholders. Nothing else matters. Companies will uh, mistreat employees. They will mistreat the environment. They will mistreat um, suppliers. They'll do whatever it takes to maximize profit, and sure. the, they will get. They will try to get away with whatever they can get away with. Now, companies like Target that have pro-gay policies for their employees do so because they, in their balance sheets, have worked out that that's better for business. Walmart, on the other hand, has worked out that being pro-worker is bad for business, and they are probably the most anti-worker company in America. Yeah, large company they'll end up paying too much money for their workers. Well, yeah, in they would, benefits they would and rather, everything. They'd rather use their workers, spit them out, and throw them away. Because you know what? In America, there's always somebody behind them looking for a job Absolutely. right now. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I want to move on to net neutrality because that has come up in the news just recently. And I sent you guys an article about um, uh, usually a guy who's on our side, Alan Grayson, um, who has aligned himself on the wrong side of net neutrality. Does anybody yeah, I'd like had- to know what that's about. Did you get a chance to check out that article? Probably not, because we were talking. I, just, I, just I, I did not. Part. Well, the thing about net neutrality is I also, I also saw on another website that later this week, Google is going to um, get in cahoots with Verizon to have a pay structure for businesses on the for the Internet, which sites get priority over you know, um, the speed at which people can get to their site by them paying a certain tier of money, and that's the 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 problem with net neutral or the that's the bad side of net neutrality right is that what i'm trying to say mm. well the problem is if you don't have net neutrality anybody whose fiber you're using can dictate the speed at which the traffic moves across and they can charge a company money to make their traffic move quicker which means that we will uh, we will get higher prices in our um on our net and our uh, internet no, right? If if your company X and you want to use like Google, do you pay anything? Well, it's probably I don't know exactly what Google's doing. Okay, well, I'll, re- I'll read it right here because it says right here. It says on Monday, Google is expected to announce a deal with Verizon that would end net neutrality and allow and allow telecom companies to slow down particular websites and charge fees similar to cable for access to certain sites on mobile devices. There is increasingly little difference between mobile and stationary devices. Verizon, under the agreement being negotiated, could crush blogs, companies, and political or political candidates by slowing down their sites. And it's yeah. just terrible. Yeah. Well, what, what Grayson is saying is that he's concerned about uh, enforcing net neutrality through regulation because, as he's pointed out, 
regulations can change. And we saw that during the uh, Bush-Cheney regime when they would use regulation to advance their far-right agenda. And somebody's ringing. <laughs> I think it's David. <laughs> he, he, um, what he seems to be saying, if I understand him correctly, is that there's got to be a better way, a stronger way of enforcing net neutrality than relying solely on regulation. And he may have a point there. Well, he does, but doesn't, don't you think we should have the regulation in place first and then they can do it through uh, law? I would rather that they um, pass a law that says that net neutrality is the law of the land and uh, and requiring the relevant agencies to um, enact policies to ensure that that's the case so that no future president can come in and say, well, we're actually going to turn this on its head by just doing different regulations. Um, it, needs to be, it needs to be a fundamental law that net, net neutrality is um, what is required and that the regulations have to support that rather than doing it the other way around. Well, isn't the FCC trying to say that in so many words that, that, that that's the way they want it to be? Net neutrality. Well, now it is. <laughs> During the Bush Cheney regime, they were um, they were opponents of net neutrality back then. Right. So maybe Grayson has a point, is what you're saying. He, he may do. I, I'd, I'd have to understand more about why he's. And uh, the real the real issue the real issue is that we have lack of choice. If in in, in the real businesses? world. No, period. No, you as a consumer have la- you have a lack of choice of who you can use per your per your. How many choices do you have for an internet provider? Um, I think I only have three, and I have one. You know what I mean? And so I can so do, you can do that, um, Direct TV has a. Don't they have internet? I could do. Oh, that's that. a yeah, joke. That, you look that that's up. Pitifully slow. Well, no, I it's wouldn't really do that. But it's like four hundred dollars for one point five megabyte speed or something. Oh my God! It, it's ridiculous. It, oh. I, that's the problem. Is why we're even having this conversation is lack of choice. Mm-hmm. If you had two market forces in place, which in a true capitalist, you know, system, you would have multiple choices, and you choose this. You choose the choice that you know, and you say, well, they, if they're slowing down, I'm gonna go with this other person who's not doing it. But yeah, we don't no, have socialist no, slow fascist. Excuse me? Yeah, say that again, Hello? you scraped out. I said you socialist. Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. But that no. but that's just it. There is no free market in America for anything. And it's it's certainly no different with telecoms that you've got a few major corporations to choose from, and that's really about it. And if they collude with each other in order to regulate speeds and stuff. Um, there's not much that can stop them without a federal law. Okay, th- let me ask you this. I don't know. Uh, maybe we don't know the answer. What does this mean for the actual customer, the consumer, me? Does that mean when does, I, if I try to go mean? to a blog and, I, and it'll be slower to get there because my connection is giving priority to, let's say, Google? Could mean that, yeah. Yeah. I'm back now. There there are huge implications to the lack of net neutrality. One is that they will give preferred access to sites that they approve of or that pay for it so that, say, um, um, Fox News site might load instantly, but the New York Times might take 30 minutes to load a page. Um, I'm exaggerating slightly, probably, but you get the idea. But the other thing is that once they've gotten to this model where they can 
charge for access or speedier access, there's nothing to stop them from just blocking access altogether. If somebody pays enough, they, they could say, we want you to block all access to the New York Times from uh, this site or, or sorry, from this um, uh, service provider or whatever. And they say, okay. But as There's a nothing consumer, shouldn't that. I be the one to decide what I, I have access to? You have no power. The corporations have the power. See, a lot it's, of people still are live, living in this um, kind of old-worldy kind of thinking where consumers ruled and they could determine what happens. That era died with, with um, the Eisenhower administration probably. It, it, with the rise of the military-industrial complex and the, and the corporate elites, all power has shifted to the corporations. Unions are toothless um, nothings nowadays. Consumers can c- protest, protest and complain all they, all they want. want. Blue jeans, you're but, echoing everything. Sorry. Yeah, no, it just, it just suddenly come back. But unless um, – I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> the echo just threw me. But basically what I'm getting at is that consumers can complain all they want, but unless the business perceives that as a threat to their bottom line, they won't listen to the consumers. They won't care what consumers think uh, unless again, they see it as a threat to their bottom line. And they won't change unless there's a law telling them they have to change. Exactly. So we definitely need a law for net neutrality. Well, in this particular instance, I think there will always be providers who don't do this, who who will not escape the speed of the traffic you're getting. It's just they're not going to be your high end, you know, internet, you know. Your, cable your speed modem won't be a, you, you won't have like a 50 megabits per second or whatever. You know, and see, like I have DSL and I have like three megs down. Yeah. And, you know, for what I do, I mean, I, I guess that's, but I don't have anybody, you know, and I, I use a small company and I know they're a company that geeks use a lot. I use DSL Extreme. And that's a company I could never picture traffic you know, shaping the traffic patterns, you know, whatever you want to call it. Maybe well, I might find you. They're, they're going to get bought up by somebody else and then basically. Um, know, yes and no. But if start. everybody, but, but the choice is here is if Comcast started doing this and your service started to suck because of it, you, you do you have other somewhere else. Yeah, that's true. You would. Isn't Comcast and the company that did do that? Yeah, they so, did. Somebody was there. They, they tried to do it, and they well, they were blocking um, BitTorrent for the most part. Is what they got in trouble for because they said yeah. people were uh, being hogs on the on the bandwidth. Oh, and yeah. people, well, they were, were, but the point is, if they have the service of provided for you, they shouldn't complain about you using so much well, too much. Yeah, with Comcast, it was even more than that because. Comcast is in the business of providing you entertainment, and if you're downloading something over BitTorrent, odds are you're going to be downloading something that you could get on their network right. or on their system instead. So that's, it, yeah. I think, Prince, what they had more. Wasn't yeah. Princess Holly doing that before? And didn't she get in trouble with them because she was downloading like two gigs a month or something like that? No, she got in trouble because she went over 25 gigs in a month or something. I was 50 teasing. Gigs? <laughs> yeah, I was teasing. Yeah. Yeah, the she was downloading is, all that gay porn and distributing it to all her neighbors. Yeah, exactly. her putty. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the problem I, and you I run think, into a lot of things is you don't always have a guarantee that you're going to have plenty of competition. I mean, right. we only have one cable company here in Bay City, uh, completely. Uh, but well, you, that's you usually have, actually yes, the case, isn't it? Don't most um, uh, uh, cities or towns or counties, 
get a contract um, with one company and they, they get the whole market? It, yeah, it's I mean, a legal, it's a legal monopoly they have because right. what a cable company does is they go in and sign a contract with a city, a municipality, and in exchange for that exclusive contract, they, they have to provide the community, they have to provide no, they have to provide community service channels. Well, ours yeah. was they would they would wire the entire county. That's why. Um, yeah, but they got something. But and you know, and they have it's a contract that they sign, and um, city halls or you know town halls or whatever you want to call them could do something about it. But then, you know, time comes up, and what does Comcast do? They go and they buy everybody and sit, you know, everybody, all the. Oh, I they can't pay for their uh, campaigns, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they do. You know what I mean? So, again, you know. Now in the, yeah, the in problem we have here, I mean, we, we have competition, but the competition is AT&T U-verse. No thanks. Which, um, yeah, I know. I mean, it's big, bad corporation versus other big, bad corporation. But how long has that been Comcast, in choice? We have uh, Charter. How long has that been there? AT&T, that's uh, only like a year it's only old? Really starting to make a, 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 it's only starting now really to get a little bit of a, of a, a headway in here. Uh, the AT&T store in the mall actually only recently started carrying the iPhone, actually. Uh, but okay. I'd say within the last six months is really when you first started kind of coming in. But it's just like... Uh, I know one person who has it, and she can't wait for her contract to be up. It's that bad. Wow. Uh, Veritable now, Burger, the, did you want to say yeah. something? Well, I want to say that in, you know, in, the, in the small town where I live, um, we first of all, we didn't get um, cable television uh, for like 10 years after the nearby city. Um, and it took took like forever to get touch tone from Verizon. Um, so it's, it's a very small town that I live in. And, um, so consequently we also have charter for cable now, um, and, and internet. They still haven't provided us with their, their phone based service. They keep saying that that's coming. Um, so I think some, in some of the smaller towns, technologies roll out at a much slower pace. Um, and sometimes, uh, like in the case here, is we have that one provider. Now, we are surrounded by communities that are served by Comcast, yet that Com- uh, Comcast has never expressed an interest to come into our town. Um, and we're, we're on the border with Rhode Island, um, and they have a separate provider uh, in Rhode Island as well. I think it's, uh, it's uh, Cox Cable, C-O-X. That's what I have, um, yeah. And they and they offer some very very fast speeds. And in fact, I would love them to come into town and and uh, sort of push Charter out. Um, but right now, I have a decent service. You know, I, I think I have 16 megabyte service, um, and under a two year contract, it's like 39 dollars a month. So it's it's decent, you know. Yeah. Um, but the options are very very limited. I don't think. Verizon DSL is not available to me. Uh, uh, FiOS is not being rolled out in, into these smaller communities. FiOS so, yeah, is very limited anywhere, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's very limited altogether. Yeah, there. We were trying to get Google Fiber here, and unfortunately, we didn't get it. But you know, right. we were trying. Well, they're still. They still haven't made their final decisions yet, have they? I think we. Um, They've narrowed got, it down to like three cities, I think. Yeah, I think Bay City got eliminated at this point. I think I don't remember right now. Mm. It's hard to say. Our, our our mayor is running for state representative, so I think he kind of um, sidelined that a little bit. 
Um, well, a, a topic that's just slightly in the same area only because it has to do with Internet. <laughs> um, email. Uh, the son of Ronald Reagan is now selling email addresses at Reagan.com. And he's promoting it by saying that Yahoo, Apple, Microsoft, all these people are big liberal um, liberal organizations that um, are going to ch- like look into your email and you know they're they're bad so you must get a, a conservative email address and you can buy it for 39.95 for at reagan.com <laughs> go for it can you believe uh, they will do anything to make money won't they go for it that's what i have to say i thought that was ridiculous somebody that's has just, a mortgage payment too yeah it's <laughs> that, just like uh, fox charging for their podcasts Oh, I know. Well, you got uh, some idiots who would pay for that. Oh, they do. I'm sure they do. You know, know. some Air, Air America, they charged for quite a few of theirs. I think they were pay. Well, I'm not that's, paying for any podcast. No, thank you. That's because you know, uh, Air America lost a lot of their corporate sponsorship because they didn't quite understand the concept of not biting the hand that feeds you. And, uh, you know, when you're being sponsored by big corporations and you run bad news stories about these big corporations, it's not too much of a stretch to figure that the big corporations are going to drop their sponsorship of you. So, um, yeah, uh, they, they kind of learned um, not to do that in a very, very um, hard way. I'll put it that way. All right. That's too bad. Got about yeah. five minutes here. I want to get two more topics in. And actually, David, you might be familiar with this because I saw this. Well, actually, I saw it on Joe My Gods, but it has to do with So You Think You Can Dance. Yes. Are, are you still doing that? Yes, Watching? I am. Did you see the. Thanks um, for not listening. <laughs> There's a lot I don't listen to. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, actually, that reminded me. Somebody said I need to listen to one of your shows because you talked about me on there. But anyway, yes, I I didn't hear it. I'll have to go back. You should never admitted that. (laughs) Neither here nor there. Let me go on. (laughs) On, Now I have something to intro my next show with. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So on the show, so you think you can dance? There was a um, a male couple who were dancing, and they they danced to this thing. They called it um, the end, or like the end of a friendship, or something. And then they. Uh It was the the most beautiful dance I have ever seen by any like by two hot men. Did anybody else see that actually? Yes, I did. I thought the same yes. thing. So mm-hmm. it was Kent and Neil. Um, yes, I'm at, I'm at Joe My God's uh, site right now. Yeah. yeah, they've actually well this this season on So You Think You Can Dance. Um, it used to be that it was always opposite sex couples dancing together until maybe they got into the finale. They would play around a little bit with it this year. Well, this year, uh, basically, Nigel uh, Lithgow, the, the, the executive producer, decided that he was going to stop doing that. Um, I think basically what, what started this was two seasons ago, they actually had a same-sex ballroom couple yeah, I uh, saw that. tryout. And he now, didn't they, didn't like make it. It, they didn't make it because they, were, they sucked and not in a good way. Um, and But... I think he kind of faced a prejudice at that time. Actually, he and Mary and I think Mia was on the, the ch- judge panel that time. They kind of faced a prejudice of, well, we really don't know what to make of this because we've never seen it before. But he, I think over time, um, and there's always this running joke with Michael and me when we do the update that Nigel listens to my updates because 
stuff I say ends up on the show <laughs> later on. It, it's spooky. Um, but it seems like this season, he just completely dispensed with the idea that it was always going to be boy-girl and that he, there would be same-sex uh, partnerings on this. Now, they, uh, it's mostly been the contemporary genre, which is pretty open to that kind of thing. And it's always been that the guys are friends. You know, there's no well, same sex. Let me tell you right. this, though. Let me tell you this. I actually saw the video of just the dance on yeah. another website. And then uh, later I saw it on Joe My God where they did the introduction where the choreographer was there and he was telling the whole story. And I thought, oh, well, yeah. that just ruined it for me because when I saw it, it was a breakup of a gay couple. It it could and, be interpreted that way. Oh, I I, I totally interpreted it that way because I thought this is just an absolute. Uh, granted, I don't see a lot of guys dance together anyway, except for at bars, but I don't do that anymore. Right. But this dance was just so beautiful. I was, was totally struck by how beautiful it was. It, yeah, in in every possible way. I mean, the meaning, the the, and even I mean, the stunting. You know when because they talked about the fact that Neil throws um, Kent in the air. Yeah, it's higher than I've ever seen anybody done before, and, I, and I'm, I'm sitting there thinking, I mean, he, the way he came down, he really had to know how to fall because he could have, yeah. he could practically have killed himself. He kind of rolled just right. He had to. I mean, he's he's obviously done a lot of tumbling, so he knows how to how to come down from, you know, from that kind of height. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was well, just an amazing thing to watch. Why are you laughing, Larkin? This is kind of dangerous. Next thing you know, people are going to want to dance with their dogs and chickens. <laughs> I know. And children. Are you Maggie Gallagher in disguise? You know, I'm just saying this is dangerous, you know. Um, no, Michael and I should be talking Larkin? about that tonight. No, I just got home from work before okay. I locked. I want everyone to go to Joe My God for today's entry um, Thursday. I found August it. Out. I got it queued up. I just haven't watched it and yet. And watch so. it because it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah. All right. Um, the, now, for the last topic, the most important topic of the night of probably the entire week. Big Who brother. will be watching The Real Housewives of D.C. starting tonight? That's more important than Elena Kagan? Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, first of all, because of all the, the uh, build-up to this on The View, did anybody see um, the Salahis on The View yesterday and how Whoopi, quote-unquote, hit her? Anybody see that whole controversy? I did not. They, they're, they're so see you people are great at politics and business and all this stuff when it comes to pop culture y'all suck that's because none of that stuff plays overseas oh, well, I'm working <laughs> and I'm sleeping and I have to use channel BT to get it all and a lot of that stuff people don't find a value to put out there Damn! So it's only me wasting my time watching TV all day yeah, I mean, well we could talk I, about I, Project Runway well, that's on tonight. The, well, the first one, I, it was just last week, wasn't it? It was. Oh, well, Are you familiar think, with any of the names to talk about them yet? No, I, I called him by silly bowler hat guy. Oh, yeah. I hope he's gone. Crazy South American guy. He is gone, isn't he? No, Casanova is still there. Oh, damn. Hello, I am Casanova. And I don't understand what you're saying, so you have to say it in Spanish for me. <laughs> that's what he said. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I've only watched the first one. I haven't watched the... Well, the second one's not on yet. It's on tonight at 9 or 10 or something like that. Okay. And what is that, Project Runway? I will be watching the results show of So You Think You Can Dance, which is far more important. Well, there's only so many shows my DVR can record. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, if you had AT and T Universe, you could do four at once. Yeah, yeah, but eight Uverse blocks local um, pay, local cable access channels. That's been proven. They don't the block access it, but are... they make it. They make it load slower. That's been proven. They the, the local networks or local your local access. Uh, public access channels oh, like okay. uh, like your community access. Uh, they proved it one day. They make it load about five seconds slower than um, most other networks. Well, the only reason I'm excited about Real Housewives of DC is because I met I have met that lady, um, Michaela Salahi, three or four times and I'm sorry. <laughs> Were you with her when she when she is she the one that um her and her husband crash the Obama State Dinner? No, I I was not with her then, no. Okay. Yeah, I just I have no use honestly for anybody who A makes their name by you know, disrespecting the office of the president of the United States, whether it is um, Monica Lewinsky or any of the people associated with Dressgate. Monica um, Lewinsky? Don't you think Bill Clinton had something to do with that? I Yes, he did. But let's face it, she, she tried to play that up for everything she could, including that, that horrible special she did on... Um, I, I have to make sure that... I couldn't believe that people would actually look at my emails. I learned a lot about how how unprivate your emails can be. It's like, oh, come on. Now, see, I have, I have to totally disagree with you on this. I think she was a victim in that. Oh, because please. Because she got sucked into Please. The, please. Well, that's I think she, she did the she sucking. She tried to reset that. Yeah. She, did, get, she did do the sucking because, because she, the, it was a man of authority, a man in power, a man who had you know star power, and she got sucked into that. I think yeah. David's just well, jealous because he wasn't the one. The one. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got sucked into that more in more ways than one. Let's face it. But no, I mean, here she's trying to sell her la- her line of handbags, doing a show on again internet privacy. Um, all these other little things here and there, trying to just reset that 15 minutes of fame timer all the time. It's like, honey, just please fade into obscurity. You're doing yourself a favor and the rest of us as well. See, now Tara in Michigan in the chat room said she still had the final decision unless the cock was forced in her mouth. (laughs) I guess that's true. Well, even then she had a final decision. She could have used teeth. (laughs) you always have those now uh, one more question even though i said it was the last topic um who is playing crank and who is not playing crank not not android hi crank been annoying me lately i have the lg chocolate i can't do anything on my phone except for ricky who since i added him to my friends list i was number one today and that is very rare that that happens What's Crank? It's a trivia it's a game trivia that you game. play every game, every day. Is it on the, like, can you do it on the iPod Touch? Yes, you, you can. can. And it's okay. free. And it is free. I, I have one of those now, and I um, I also, I, I am on Words with Friends. What's your name on there so people can play with you? What do you think it is? That blue jeans guy? Yes. Well, there you go. It's a surprise. Yeah. But now <laughs> I, I still don't know. What that little blue thing is next to people's names, it looks like a little uh, speech bubble with the... It means they're on uh, Facebook. Yeah. Oh. See, I I won't let mine access Facebook. 
I think that's stupid. I don't want them to fa- to get my my face. If you do, it will put all of your all the other Facebook people who are playing crank in your friends thing onto your friends on crank as well. Mm, no, yeah. Oh, it is like Farmville. I, I that drives me insane. Oh, I can't stand Farmville. <laughs> well, a little bit, except that it takes five minutes to play. I'm ready to leave Facebook because of all those posts. You can block turn them those all. off, you know. Yeah, you can block them. Yeah, just. Oh, good God! I have to do that. Yeah, just over when you mouse over on the right hand side, there's something that says block or remove, or and it'll say this is application. Wars and oh, thanks. That. I'll have to look for that because it'll say this. It'll say this person or this application, and you pick this application. Oh, right. Good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I need to wrap this up, but I need to announce that there will not be a group show next Thursday, August twelfth. <gasps> Because the boyfriend and I will be in uh, Southern Virginia visiting wineries and my father. So um, we will not be here. So if anyone wants to take over that time slot, Arthur. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you hate America so much? I suggest everybody bug Arthur about doing a live show. (laughs) We'll see. (laughs) I'm not trying to, like, put you on the spot or anything, Arthur. (laughs) Yes, oh, no, not at all. <laughs> we have to come back and talk about Real Housewives and yeah. the big balls. And well, yeah. I'll be back on the 19th. I'll definitely be back. Oh, actually, the 19th. Oh, holy shit. i got to get rid of oh, that damn book. Oh, holy crap. The 19th is the book club day. So we got to yeah. get on that. I'm into chapter two. I'm on chapter four, I think. Ah! Yeah. I'm still in the first few pages or whatever. Yeah, but you probably read really fast because you're so smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm the, think I'm the world's slowest reader. I'm pretty slow too. When the power was off today, I read two chapters of the book <laughs> in like three hours. How long was? Well, what else were you doing? Well, I fell asleep while reading the book, so I took a little <laughs> nap. That's a good. That's you want people to read the book, and you fell asleep reading it. I didn't fall asleep because the book was boring. I fell asleep because I was tired, and it was nap time. By the way, I talked with one of the authors. Oh, you did? What did you find out? What did you find out? I asked him if he had Skype and would like to join it, and he said no, because he feels uh, people give a better um, uh, review talk if the author isn't there. Well, then why don't you ask him this? Does he have any suggested questions for a book group? I'll be glad to ask him that. He, he did say if we had any questions, he would pose it to the other authors and uh, get back to me. Okay, because um, a lot of the books we've been, well, at least the ones, the last two that we've, I've done book clubs on, they had this part in the back of the book that had suggested questions for a book club discussion, mm-hmm. and I have not found it on this one yet so far. So, if that would be great, I mean, not that we can't come up with our own questions to discuss, but um, you know, just curious. Sure, I'll I'll pop it to him. Great, very good. All right, well, let me give you each a couple seconds to plug something, and then I'm going to have to get going because I have like 23 minutes until the Real Housewives of DC comes on. Um, <laughs> I'm very excited about watching that. Okay, Larkin, what are you plugging tonight? I had something, and I don't remember what it was anymore. Okay. Come back to me. All right. Um, Arthur? Well, you can find all of my stuff at emrens.com, uh, but what I'd actually like to do is um, send out a shout-out and – Araha and all that to Lord Byron of Illinois, whose oh, um, yeah. sister just passed yes. away yesterday. Yes. Very sad. So our thoughts are with you, Lord Byron. And, absolutely. And Veritable Virgo? Um, I am preparing to do some uh, recording of my own. And uh, anybody who has uh, questions or topics can uh, DM me or tweet me at Veritable 
underscore Virgo, or you can uh, call my voicemail line, 774-955-0703. And you can also find me online at veritablevirgo.net. Do you already have a podcast going? Have I not known no. this? No. I'm oh. working on one. Okay. So it's still in the works. All right. Now that I have everything hooked up, I have the mixer hooked up, the microphone, and all that stuff. Well, so. this this program, your audio has been very good. Thank you. You're welcome. David, that blue jeans guy, do you have a podcast? <laughs> um, yes, actually, I do. Oh, okay. um, How many? Do you have more than one podcast? <laughs> I have two. You have I have two? that blue jeans guy. Yes. I have that Blue Jeans Guy, which, of course, is the personal journal. Uh, I will be getting an episode up this week, so uh, look for that. I also do the So You Think You Can Dance update, which is just a part of that Blue Jeans Guy. I also do David's Salon, which is the one-on-one discussion. Uh, my most recent was uh, a live episode during Pride 48 with uh, guest Michael Sage. Uh, this actually grew out of the the little podcast that um, Honey and I did a long time ago. That's true. I remember that one. That was basically the pilot episode, even though it was under that blue jeans guy. <laughs> yes. Do you have a, a guest upcoming for that? I do not. So if you would like to be a guest on the show, uh, email me at that blue jeans guy at gmail dot com. Uh, the only rule is you bring the topic. Ah. That could yes. be interesting. And it's just the two of us. Uh, we do it over Skype. Um, and um, that's it. I mean, I, whatever it is, you bring the topic. I talk about it. And uh, we just have some great discussion. All right. Very good. Mm-hmm. And Sater69. Uh, right now, it's just my Twitters and my audio booze. Uh, although I'm still working <laughs> on Sater's. We're hopefully going to get it out this week. I have got, like, I think four. I haven't listened to, like, the last four audio booths because I, once you said that earlier, I refreshed my iTunes and it showed, like, four that you have on there, as well as other people, too. But, so I haven't heard them. Um, back to Larkin. Larkin, do you have anything? Yes, I remembered. Um, I've been listening to this really cool podcast from Australia called Cosmic Tea Party. And the last one, they talk a little bit about, first part of the show is about addictions. And it's really funny. And one of the addictions they mentioned was Apple products. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> and there's, there are a bunch of science, nerdy, geeky people. And um, there's this girl in there. Her name's Nadine. And she's got the quirkiest, funniest laugh. <laughs> well, speaking of the addiction to the Apple products, um, check out the comments um, from, oh, I don't even know which podcast it's on now. Um, from Hat M. Is it, was it on? No, it's not on that one. It's the one where I was talking about the, um, the Apple stuff, like, which I don't even know what show it's on now. Uh, or no, maybe it's the new game. I don't know. Look in the comment section of all the different podcasts because he put, he posted a comment about, uh, me being upset with Scotty about complaining about the iPhone 4 and then he went out and bought one. <laughs> anyway, that was funny. Speaking mm-hmm. of um, the iPhone four, I tweeted this earlier, and um, I went to the Apple Store today, and they were sold out of iPhones, and they have been for quite a while. So I'm upset about that, but because um, I want one now, my contract is up. I talked to Sprint, and they said you have fulfilled your contract. I'm like, great. Now, are they sold out really, or have they pulled them and are about to? bring a new one to market to fix the antenna issue. The girl told me that they get um, 
inventory in about every other day, and mm-hmm. you have to call the day that you you know try to call every day to find them because they they sell out the day that they get them. Is what yeah, I had, I had to do that with my Evo, the Android phone. So, just imagine if if you had to do that with like underwear and socks and things. That'd be horrific. Do you think this is? Do you think Apple kind of creates artificial shortages? They're never really I that short. They're just a little bit short. I can't even imagine why Apple would do such a thing. <laughs> I would agree with that, though. Yeah. Of course, because it like builds demand for the product. Of course, it, it does. does a great buzz. Yep. Yeah. You know, and all that slave labor over in China who just doubled their salary and make $238 a month now. They need to work harder. You know, the same thing they say about the iPad, too. The iPad sold out still, too. And I have to tell you, I, I have not been able to create the death grip on my on my Evo. Give it to me. I'll create it for you. <laughs> Bring it on the floor. It doesn't count. <laughs> It's not the death stomp. All right. Well, listen, we're going to go off the stream, but you guys can hang on for the line for just a minute. But why don't you guys say it with me? Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.